0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology.
1: They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 chat. 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer in the home office, along with Brendan Escott at the 630 Jet Studios. I'm going to see Brendan in about uh, two hours' time, because we're going to have four straight hours of draft coverage starting at 4 o'clock today with myself and uh, Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown and Jack Michaels. Uh, We're going to go straight off to our winners now headliner for Touchback Safety. From fall protection to forklift training, trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. From McKean's Hockey, their director of prospect scouting is Ryan and wagman and ryan i hate to date myself but uh i have been in a fantasy style hockey pool since nineteen eighty-seven, eighty-eight, and actually uh a couple of the guys in the pool have had sons that have already retired from the nhl uh that were in that pool and mckean's was one of the big magazines uh throughout most of the late 1990s and into the 2000s now do you guys still publish that yearly sort of uh the preview magazine that you used to do every year? Because I know a lot of people have gone to digital formats.
1: We are digital now. We are looking at uh, ways, affordable ways, so that uh, people can kind of print it on demand. But right now, our, our guides are all digital at the moment.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I will tell... I actually know a group that looked at there was one called sharks and prey as well and i used to work with some guys at the evident sports scene and they uh they looked at uh purchasing uh that uh, publication all right uh, let's get to it so you're the guy that does uh you're basically in charge of putting together the draft rankings for mckean's uh the first question i have for you compared to past draft years how would you assess uh the top end of this draft and then the depth overall of the uh, 2020 nhl draft
1: I would say it is, I mean, looking, say, the last decade, um, it, it at least from what we know going into the draft, it seems to be slightly above average, um, particularly okay. in that kind of um, third tier. You know, like the top three are the top three, and they'll stand up with any top three, I think. I'm talking about Lafreniere, Stutzla, and Byfield. Yeah. Um, but it's that tier right after them, which I think goes a little bit deeper than it usually does. You know, in most years, that here that kind of right after that top three we usually get to about eight or eight or nine until we get a drop off this year we go to 12 or 13 before there's a little drop
0: edmonton drafts at 14 we'll get more specific to that uh i am a guy that uh blatantly uh, favors centers and defense over wingers okay and always had a lot of time for smaller players because they have to think their way around the ice uh all that being said i would take byfield over stutzla i'd like lafreniere we're conceding is going to be the number one pick that's sort of a given why uh i'm just taking a look at your guys's final 2020 rankings you guys had stutzla over byfield why
1: so I need to say first off, it's very very close. Like there really isn't daylight between the two of them. Um, where when we had a long discussion about whether we'd have one or the other at two, and we eventually ended up with Stutzla for the primarily because he is more ready to step into a, a like a top six role a meet right away. Whereas Byfield, there is some doubt whether you know he might need some time playing a, a lesser role before he. You know, he jumps in to play a primary and impact role in the NHL. So that's really the main difference: is who's ready right now in terms of their long-term, um, you know, projected value. I would say Byfield might have a slight edge on Stuttslop, but Stuttslop is closer to getting there now. And so, you know, it's a little bit of um, I'd call it maybe a low at safety play. But the Jeez. difference, really in general, is they're very they're very similar. And um, you know, in any given year, either one could go second or, or over the other.
0: It needs to be stated: Byfield, six foot four, two fifteen, and skates pretty well for a big man. Uh, do you think at times Canadian players, given the depth of how the Canadian World Junior program, you know, the access of players that the Canadian World Junior program has, do you think that works against some guys in their draft year that makes that uh, make that team versus players from other countries because they don't get a play when guys from other countries do get a play in their World Junior teams just because Canada is so deep and tends to run it, frankly, a little bit like a union. Like, you know what, you earn your dues, you make more, or you 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 know you play as a 19-year-old where maybe you wouldn't play as a 17-year-old. I think there might be something to that for uh, Canadian-eligible uh, draft players to make the World Junior team. You
1: know, that's a really good question. I mean, in a lot of years recently, we've seen usually one, one kid, maybe two, make the World Juniors for Canada as uh, draft eligibles. And this year we actually saw, um, I want to say three, right? It was uh, Byfield and Mercer and uh, Drysdale.
0: Right,
1: down. I don't think I'm missing anybody there. You're not. No, while. you got three. Yep. <laughs> um, and um, you know, I, I think with the Canadians, and you could probably put the similar argument to American prospects. Uh, Canadians will generally show what they can do in a very high-profile league in the CHL. You know, most Canadian uh, youngsters play in the CHL. I mean, there are some who play uh, below the uh, south of the border, um, so they get a little bit of a pro, you know more profile viewings in the CHL. Plus, there's of course the under-18s uh, at the end of the year. Now, of course, this year we didn't get uh, the benefit of the under-18s or the Memorial Cup for that matter. So, you know, the big the CHL playoff uh, structure, we we lost those viewings. Um, well, yes, you know, we do get some of the high, high-end kids playing uh, at the World Juniors in their draft year. Even so, I mean, while there are more in other countries, whether it's Sweden or Finland, who are playing in the World Juniors, Russians very rarely send uh, draft eligible kids there either. So, you know, you might get a little bit more uh, whether you're, you're, if you're Swedish or Finnish or play for one of the countries who are less likely to medal. But I don't think it's making a huge difference because most NHL teams are not scouting. Oh, I, I wouldn't say most. All NHL teams are not scouting only off the world juniors. They have guys in the rinks during the regular season all the time. I've never gone to a game at any level where there wasn't an NHL, well, not any, any level where there are draft eligible players, where there weren't NHL scouts there as well. Um, and I'm in rinks pretty frequently during the season. So... You know, for the common for the common fan, there is uh, definitely a disadvantage for the for the Canadians in that standpoint. But for the NHL teams, I don't think it falls through
0: all right uh you got a couple defensemen uh jake sanderson and jamie drysdale at five six and uh i'd say that maybe sanderson's closed a bit on Drysdale, and your board he's ahead of them i want to talk about the next grouping of defensemen because usually six foot two defensemen out of the western hockey league in the past when maybe people were too dismissive of smaller forwards those bigger defensemen tended to always crowd in the the top sort of 12 of the draft um Give me a thought on Goulet and, and uh, Brayden Schneider from the Brandon Wakings, Goulet out of Sherwood Park, Alberta, and sort of how you see those two D-men.
1: Sure. Uh, and you're you right. I think in a lot of other drafts where I mentioned that, you know, that next tier after the big three is a bit wider than most, those guys would probably be, you know, two to three spots higher in another season. Uh, but what we have here, we have two guys who, like you said, they both have size. Goulet's a left-hand shot. Schneider's a right-hand shot. Um, where they're, they're 14 and 15 in our rankings. And, you know, like we said with uh, Byfield and Stutzla, there's not that much to separate the two, um, mostly a matter of style. Gouley is a more physical defenseman. Um, I mean, he'll hit, and he'll, he'll hit to hurt. Uh, and Schneider, he'll play a quieter game, but he's really solid defensively. They're both good skaters. Um, depending on what night you see them, you might think one or the other is a better skater, but they're both, I'd say, solidly above-average skaters who have the chops to play in the NHL. And, and as you are saying you know, before, with size not being as big of a deal for, um, for forwards, I think we're also seeing in the NHL a trend towards smaller defensemen, whether it's guys like and Hughes at the very high end, uh, but also other guys down the line. Now, as long as you play a solid game, you still need to be able to skate. Even if you're not, you know, a Hughes or McCart type offensive dynamo, you need to be able to skate well. And both uh, Gouley and Schneider skate well as well as having their size. Um, We don't, we aren't convinced that they are first pairing defensemen in the NHL just in the sense that their offensive skills are, they're there. They can contribute on offense, but they're not dynamic offensive guys. And they're not likely to be, say, first power play type defensemen. But they both can contribute offensively. They both move the puck well. I would give Schneider the edge on puck moving and Gouy the edge on physical play. Uh, and both are solid in their own zone. So I, I see them. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Both as uh, clearly, you know, the, the three and four defensemen in this draft, and and, and good middle first-round picks.
0: Uh, Ryan Wagman joining us right now from McKean's. Ryan, it's interesting with Seth Jarvis. We were started talking about him about two months ago, and uh, Craig Butt moved him up from like 23 to 12. You got him at 12. Uh, Mark Edwards, hockey prospect, has him at 7. Um, he looked to be an option for Edmonton at 14. I don't think that's going to come to fruition now. And part of it might be the, the sort of comparable for uh, Brayden Point, a similar smaller right shot guy out of the Western Hockey League. Even Ridley, Greg. There's some people that have him climbing. Maybe just the thought on organizations being more open than ever to drafting smaller players. Uh, you know, especially with skill up front.
1: Well, I think we're seeing that all around the NHL. I mean, you know, if we look at, at you know a lot of the top players in the NHL these days, you know, there's still some. Tre- there is still like a. I say, if height, if you're below a certain height, there is going to be more doubts about your game. You know, Cole Caulfield last year. I think he's five foot seven. And he lasted to 15. If he was five foot ten, even he would have gone in the top five, if not the top three. Um, but there is definitely a lot more willingness for teams to look at players who are, you know, the first number in their height starts with a five. And uh, you know, we're seeing that not just in the draft, but in the NHL as well. That you need to play fast, you need to play skilled. And the more teams bring up fast and skilled players as opposed to big guys who might not be as well as uh, good skating uh the more other teams have to follow suit because you could be bigger and stronger than another team but if you can't catch him it's not going to help you very much so have- I, I don't think this is a trend that's gonna that's gonna add very anytime soon and, and jarvis is definitely one of those guys who will contribute to that trend you know, As you said he's not the biggest although he's not small per se i mean he's, he's 5'10 he's got a decent build for his size but his skill game is is very dynamic and that's what you know. That's what's going to help, help him play in the NHL. He doesn't need to be stronger than the other guys. He just needs to be strong enough to not be overwhelmed. And if he can do that, then his skills should be able to play at a at a high role.
0: Uh, you have Ridley Greg by the way at 24. You've actually got the Edmonton Oil Kings Jake Neighbors at 23, who I think might I can maybe see San Jose taking him if they hold that pick at 31. Uh, give me a quick rip on specifically on Greg, and then just a latter thought on Neighbors.
1: Sure. Um, so Greg is, is a fun player to watch. He's also not that big. He, he's, he's maybe a little taller than, uh, than Jarvis, but he's, he's a little underdeveloped, I guess, physically. But he skates really well, and that's kind of come on a lot. His, uh, his play has come on in general in the second half of the year with Brandon last year. So he's shown that he's not just kind of a, an agitating, you know, a, a pest almost, but he, is, he can be a top-six contributor. He's got, you know, solid hands. He can shoot. He can skate. He's very, um, you know, he's, he shows he reads the game well. So he's kind of he maximizes his his abilities. He's the type of guy who can be greater than the sum of his parts Um, I You know, I don't like I'm not not a big fan of of NHL comparables, but there is a little bit of like a Travis Keneckney type uh, Style to his game And, and that's kind of what I think Greg can be like a good, you know second line contributor. He can play center. I believe he can play the wing as well um yeah, I, I think he has a role. I think he's going to be a fun player to watch, if not the most dynamic or, you know, high-end skill guy. There's enough skill there to be a top-six player and and a pain for other teams to play against.
0: Geez, I, I was actually in Ottawa and saw Travis Connecting play in his draft year. I, I, I sort of compared Greg a little bit more to Darcy Tucker. Uh, some people said now was a Okay. The, Travis, Travis Connect, he's a heck of a player. Hendricks Lapierre, to me, this is a guy that might get drafted by a team that's got more than one pick in the first round, you know what I'm saying, just because of the concussion issues. Uh, you guys got him right 20. Uh, you've got Dawson Mercer at 13. Uh, is part of the reason why Lapierre is 20 on your board is just because of those concussions?
1: Absolutely. In fact, it, it's he's, an, he's a really interesting case. You know, with um, some leagues have already started. Uh, particularly in Europe, but also last week in the Quebec League got their first few games underway. And more than anybody else, I would actually say he might be, Lapierre might be the only player outside of, you know, the sixth, seventh round flyer types who benefits from this early start to his league and the late draft. Because it came out a few months ago that he had one concussion, but they thought there was two. The second concussion was actually a neck injury. And assuming his medicals check out, and I, I admit I do not have access to medicals, but assuming his medicals check out, and considering the way he started off the Quebec League season, showing I mean there was absolutely no degradation in his level of play from, you know what, what a lot of us thought about him a year ago before he got hurt, uh, that could really help his draft stock. I mean, in terms of like the dynamic ability that he has, he's probably right there with a guy like Seth Jarvis in terms of what he can do, as long as he's healthy. And if it was just one concussion that he seems to have recovered from, and then a neck injury which held him back but didn't, might not be recurring. And again, I don't know that for sure. But if it's not, you're looking at a guy who has the potential to be a first-line dynamic uh, play driver. And you know, scoring getting four points in your first game back from that long layoff, well, that can't hurt. So he might go a lot higher than we have him ranked.
0: We have a trade in the National Hockey League. It does not involve the Edmonton Oilers, but it's a player that I've liked for a long time. The Montreal Canadiens have acquired Josh Anderson from the Columbus Blue Jackets in return for Max Domi and a third-round pick in 2020. The Blue Jackets were looking for more skill. Josh Anderson is represented by Darren Ferris, who's also got Andreas Athanasiu. to see you and taylor hall uh ryan one final question for you here That's uh d- yeah it was a it's a good trade it's a good trade <laughs> know the, that it's a good trade for the canadians uh i mean you're talking about a guy that scored 27 goals a year ago i know i know domi had 70 points but it wasn't working well there for him and the canadians needed some size and anderson's going to give it to him up front he's dealt with some shoulder issues the last couple of years he gets out of columbus yaroslav askarov Uh, In your opinion, how does he compare to the following goaltenders? Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, Carter Hart, and Carey Price. Uh, for, well I mean those are guys uh, Hart went in the second round he's from Sherry Park as you know uh, Vasilevsky went first round of Tampa it's probably a little too early on Samsonov, but we've seen a fair amount of body of work uh, for Car- uh, for Carter Hart who went in the second round obviously Carey Price some people think Askarov's the best goaltending prospect since Carey Price do you agree or disagree with that I guess is a better way to ask the question that's probably
1: true that's probably at least from what we know today, you know, at as as their draft day, that's probably true. You know, with, with goalies, I am a bit more cautious than maybe some others are. I generally don't like the idea of drafting goalies in the first round unless I am blown away. Askarov, Spencer Knight were probably the only two that I've thought that highly of in quite a while. Um, but I think Askarov probably is a little bit above where Spencer Knight was last year. Um, at least of a, a more recent comparable, um, you know, with a goalie, it's hard for me to say you project as a number one NHL goalie until you're actually playing as a number one NHL goalie. And I am, I am, con- I would be concerned about taking a goalie in the top ten picks. Although I think Asquith has a decent chance to go like eight or nine. Um, he, you know, he'll definitely can change the way the draft goes if if a team likes him enough or doesn't. But the, the the risk really with a goalie though is. You know, if it works out, great. He could be the face of your franchise. He could be the the most important player on your team. And if it doesn't work out, then what's left? The next best option is he's a number two. And you don't want to use a top ten pick and a number two goalie. So there's a lot of risk there. And it's more risk than a lot of GMs are going to be comfortable with. That being said, though, I think, you know, I could see New Jersey drafting him. They have have three picks in the first round, at least as of right this second. And I could see them using their first pick on him. Um, you know, I could see Minnesota taking him. And Nashville. Um, and I don't I don't know that he gets past, um, you know, Nashville at 11 if he's still there. I'm assuming there's no other trade that happen. Right, right. But, um, you know, to, to answer your original question, he's probably a little bit shy of Kerry Price was at this point, but not that far
0: back. Ryan, Ryan tell people how they can check out your website. Sure. It's
1: dot uh, hockey.com. That's M C K E E N S hockey.com. All of our uh, subscribers have access to, uh, I think, close to 200 scouting full in-depth scouting reports this year of draft eligibles, plus our draft guide. And we have recently released a prospect report, you know, talking about the top prospects in every system um, and ranking all the systems. And of course, in a couple of months, or at least whenever we know the NHL season will start, we'll release the, um, that guide you, you spoke of earlier in this, uh, in our discussion today. So that will right. come out uh, shortly before the season starts.
0: Awesome stuff, Ryan. We appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Take care. You bet. That's Ryan Wagman from McKean's. Again, he's our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety. Royal Pizza. Pizza passes so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. was told yesterday that there are multiple Eastern Conference teams looking to get a little thicker, a little heavier. Uh, Tampa Bay, yes. Braden Point had a competitive pull. Player, but they also added some size uh was told ottawa wasn't done after josh brown they'd like to add another maybe a forward of some size montreal looking to add some beef they have done that they've added josh anderson again uh in a trade for max domi and a third round pick brendan i like the canadians man if i'm a montreal fan right now you got a uh, backup goalie in Jake Allen that allows you not to kill Carey Price during the year. You got a, a defenseman Joel Edmondson, who I think St. Louis missed when they traded. I, I'll never understand the Justin Falk trade at all, especially if it ultimately cost St. Louis Alex Petrangelo. But now Joel Edmondson is part of the Canadiens' top four, uh, and they had a pretty good top three. And now they get themselves a, a right winger, uh, and they've got Gallagher, a highly competitive little guy, and Anderson. A a big man that can skate and will fight. Uh, he gets a new start. I, I like that trade for Montreal. What about you? Oh Yeah, so do I. In fact, I've got envy a little bit that Montreal was able to acquire that player. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams around the league. I, I saw Hacks with Hags. Uh, Joe Haggerty tweeted out that he figured Debrask in a third might even have gotten that uh, Anderson out of Columbus, and he would have liked that deal too. So I, he, he's a good player. He's a good player, Anderson is. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a good one. By the way, uh, Max Domi is op- also represented by uh, Darren Ferris, uh, who could be busy. We will know in an hour from now, uh, and I would say it will be unlikely that I well, highly unlikely. And this is we've been discussing this ad nauseum for a while that Andreas Athanasiou and Matt Benning get qualified. Uh, Ethan Bear, William Laguson, and the Poliary uh, need to be qualified by the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, I'll be uh, back in the studio today at four. Four o'clock for all of our draft day coverage. Um we are going to go to this day in Oilers history. It is Josh Archibald's birthday today. The Oilers drafted er, uh, Neil Yakupov, who I mentioned drafted number one in 2012. It's his birthday today, but on the state back in 2001, Mr. Escott, what happened? Just over a year after his retirement, Grant Fuhr's number 31, is raised to the rafters at the Sky Reach Centre, commemorating a Hall of Fame career in which he won four Stanley Cups, was a six-time All-Star, and set most of the franchise goaltending records. I, I believe it was Barry Weaver uh with uh Skyreach uh rentals which uh came uh, it was part of the sponsorship package for Skyreach. And just a reminder, you know, we we're always cheering for Alberta-based companies here, and uh, so stay positive. We're going through a, a tough time, but uh, try to battle your way through it, and uh, most people uh, get it and uh, and support you on a day-to-day basis. Uh, again, uh, full coverage draft-wise from 4 o'clock to 8. Read, myself, Jack, Rob Brown, a cast of literal thousands. Tomorrow, Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples, Cult of Hockey, NHL Insider, John Shannon. Up next, a uh, global... News, weather, traffic update, and you're going to provide me a little bit of tough news today as well. We just, <laughs> yeah. I just, tell us about it right now. What happened? We have lost Eddie Van Halen at uh, 65 years old. He's passed away of uh, throat cancer. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Tyler and uh, Mitch who passed that message along to me. We're now hearing. Did the RFA qualifying deadline get moved to tomorrow? I wonder if it did. Uh, thank you to Ryan for denoting that. Uh, Oh, it's 5 p.m. Wednesday. It was originally set for today, but got changed for the NHL when the NHL draft dates got changed. Pierre LeBron just put that out. Thank you very much. So the QO is actually tomorrow. Uh, We do have the 6.30 chat afternoons with... Jalen Nye, coming up today, $8 million of Edmonton's share of the federal restart funding is going to be used to open and run a new center to support homeless and vulnerable people by the end of the month. What impact will this have on combating Edmonton's homelessness problem long term? The CEO of Homer Trust, Susan McGee, will be discussing this with Jalen Nye right after the 2 o'clock news. Back at you at 4. So long, everybody, from Oilers now.